Hi, and welcome back to the Never Manage Alone podcast. I'm joined once more by our resident Champions League fantasy expert, MIQ, uh, a regular contributor to the uh, Never Manage Alone website. Thanks for joining me again, MIQ. Thank you, Paul, for hosting again, and uh, we're excited to get going again. Yeah, definitely. So in the last episode, we had a quick look at the Champions League uh, platform itself, um, you know, how the game's managed, you know, general approach to the platform, subs, transfers. So definitely go check that episode out. It was a really good oversight, especially for myself, who is a bit newer to um, Fantasy Champions League, more of a FBL player. So we spoke about the parallels there and, yeah, just had a little bit of a look into the game and how you should balance your team. So in this episode, we're going to take a look at the up-and-coming um, match day seven, so the round of 16 games. Um, just a high-level view of them, really. I'm just going to get MIQ's kind of expert view on how we think those games will kind of pan out, tactical approach as well. So, yeah, let, let's get straight into it. So the first game, MIQ, is, uh, well, it's probably the, the hardest you know the the kind of game of the uh, of the round really, which is Barcelona PSG. So you know two massive head, heavyweights there. Um, you know, looks like Messi's last season for Barca will want to go out on a high. They're doing pretty well. You know, okay in the league. Kind of, they're still chasing Atletico. Um, PSG, you know, as you'd expect, are kind of you know doing well in their respective league. So how do you see this one playing out? Yes, PSG versus Barcelona. So this is going to be played in Spain. So Barcelona is at home and uh, PSG are going to be missing uh, their star player Neymar. So the defence in Barcelona is going to be worried mostly about Mbappé since Di Maria is also out of the picture. So it is going to be a less attacking Game from PSG, I believe they are going to depend on Mbappe's speed and uh, with Dest also out of the uh, the American player Dest, he's also injured mm-hmm. from Barcelona. So it seems like it's going to be a Barcelona in control, PSG playing on the counter and we, we, we have to see who's going to win this one. I see just too much quality in Barcelona's uh, midfield to control the game. And uh, Messi is back on track. Uh, also, uh, Coman is doing well recently with the results. They have won 5-1 yesterday, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was against uh, it was against Deportivo Alaves. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty easy match. So I think they are going into this one uh, with uh, good form. And they are playing at home. They have played at home. And the next match also, they are going to play at home against Cadiz. So the players are uh, well rested, while Paris Saint-Germain players will be traveling. And uh, I hope it is going to be one of the most exciting matches this week. Yeah, definitely. From a uh, yeah, from a kind of fan point of view, not supporting either, it's, it's going to just be a great view in any way. And um, definitely hard to... Definitely hard one to call. You know, I agree with you. I think Barcelona probably edge it, the Neymar factor and the level of rest. But yeah, I mean, anything can happen in these types of games. So as we know, in the in this platform and in fantasy and in tournament football, it's very much trying to predict uh, the winner as well, not just maximise on the, the points of the players. So yeah, we'll have to see how that one pans out. But um, yeah, huge game. Um, 
Next up, we have um, Leipzig, Red Bull Leipzig uh, versus Liverpool. So I know Leipzig are going strong in the Bundesliga. I think they've won four out of the last five. Um, they're not far behind Bayern, so they're very much in the hunt for the for the title. Obviously, it's going to be a, a hard job for them. Um, haven't really seemed to have lost Werner too much, and uh, we'll probably get onto him later on um, at Chelsea. But uh, yeah, they're doing good um, in terms of Liverpool. They really are struggling at the moment in the in the Premier League. Um, they really miss their their centre backs. They have a lot of injury problems. They're just not getting going, and at the moment, they're kind of struggling to. They're in the hunt for the top four. I think they've, after their defeat yesterday against Leicester, it looks like they've conceded the title now. Man City look overly strong, but um, this should be another interesting game. I mean, how do you how do you see this one playing out? Well, this is this is a difficult match to to read ahead of uh, ahead of the kickoff. Uh, as you said, Liverpool is struggling, and uh, the, the the issue is that they are not struggling with control. They have a good position game in, in the Premier League where they are, the, they are averaging more than 62% uh, in all of their uh, Premier League games. However, in the Champions League, you can see that they have averaged a little bit above 50% only. They had Atalanta, they had Ajax, and they had uh, Midtjylland in their group, which is uh, quite strange. And when I looked at the reason, I found that Thiago Alcantara was not there. So uh, his absence has, has been uh, an issue in controlling games. However, when he, he was back uh, at first, we saw Liverpool controlling games at a very extreme levels. They have not given the opposition any chance to, to breathe. However, the counter is a big issue with the absence of uh, Van Dijk, uh, Matip now also. So it is going to be similar to Barcelona versus PSG, in my opinion. It is going to be a game controlled by Liverpool. There will be many crosses by Arnold and Robertson, but uh, Leipzig's defense is just too strong, I, I think, for them. So it has to be uh, a middle play, fast passes. Uh, Portuguese uh, Jota... I, I wish he was there because this game would be much different if he was there, but uh, he's not available. So they are going to depend on the fast passing through the middle to get to get a goal in. Otherwise, Leipzig may get a goalless uh, draw or surprise Liverpool with a 1-0 uh, defeat. Uh, just to, I have to mention, this is most more difficult to read because Leipzig are not going to be playing at home. They are going to play this match on a neutral uh, ground because the German government is not allowing uh, Liverpool or any team coming from outside Germany to play without a quarantine period. So it was Leipzig's responsibility to arrange a common a neutral ground. And uh, I'm not sure if it is going to be Budapest or... Bucharest, it was one of them. Yeah, I think it's Budapest for uh, Leipzig versus Liverpool. Uh, so it, it is going to be a difficult match. It's going to be, a, it, it will depend on what the coaches will do and the substitutions in the second half. Yeah, definitely. Some really, um, some really great points there. And um, yeah, of course, um, you know, Liverpool have won it in recent times. They have a great European pedigree, but 
Yeah, it's a great point on Joshua as well. I think they really miss him and in the league. He was so great for them early on. So he's been a real kind of you know positive forward option for them. But, you know, Liverpool, I, I agree. You expect them to dominate the game. But it, it's a real, it's a real tough one to call. You know, you're kind of there's players in both teams that can really rack up points here. So um, yeah, it might benefit them as well playing at a you know neutral ground. Um, so on the Wednesday, uh, the next uh, tie is uh, Porto versus Juventus. So um, I know Porto are you know like the other teams are in the hunt. Um, you know for the for the top position in the Premier Liga. Um, I know they've won a, they've struggled a little bit recently. I think they've started with a few draws here and there. And, um, you know, looking at Juventus, they haven't had the same dominance this year um, like they have previously in the uh, Serie A. They, they're facing a lot of challenges from Inter Milan and, and Milan as well. So how do you see this one playing out? Well, starting with uh, Juventus. So yesterday... They had a chance to gain points on AC Milan. They played against Napoli and lost 1-0 away from home. Uh, Milan also, on the other hand, uh, lost their game. So it was a bad week for both of them. Uh, However, Juventus could have uh, gained some points on Milan. Uh, Juventus have been doing well recently in terms of organization. They have just missed to score goals yesterday. Uh, it happens from time to time, and I think it will not affect them going to uh, Porto's game. Uh, if they cannot score, but they have many, many, I would say, prophetic players. So we have Chiesa, we have Ronaldo, of course. Uh, McKinney is the new face. And uh, not to forget about Laurenti. And Porto is a good team. They have been together for a while now, the same players. They have not even uh, brought in any new players this January. So they have a good cohesion and they can be, they can do it. They can get a draw at least against Juventus. But I doubt this will happen and I expect this to be an easy one for Juventus. Yeah, I would agree that they're the, you know they are going to be the favourites in this game. They have another team that have great you know pedigree in recent times, have come far into the competition, and yeah, players like Ronaldo, he really does give them that edge. I think you know he's a big game player. He's going to want to do well. Um, he, he loves his competition. Obviously, he's won it multiple times, and I think that that will kind of you know push him over the line. So I definitely you know would back them and. He's, he's their big-name player, so that's, that's great. Um, and then on the same day, we have um, Seville versus uh, Borussia Dortmund. Um, phew, this is another one. I know these are all going to be hard at this stage, but this is a real kind of um, interesting clash again, isn't it? Um, I mean, Seville, always solid team, you know, great history in the Europa League in recent times uh, under Emery uh, over the past few years. So, um and then we have obviously Dortmund as well, um, you know, a big European side, but have struggled in their um, domestic league. So how do you see this one playing out? Well, I, I am very excited to see what uh, Civil is going to do this in this one. Uh, they have. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if you know what happened with uh, Alejandro Gomez, who was Atalanta's star. Uh, in the last season, he was one of the key players that helped Atalanta reach 
the uh, quarterfinals of the Champions League. Uh, he had a fallout with the coach, uh, Gasperini, uh, along with another player, Joseph Elisic. So both of them, they had an issue with the coach. The coach decided uh, or had the support of the management of the club. So Alejandro Gomez was eventually transferred out to the club. And I believe Sevilla won the, the, the were the big winners in this uh, as a result of this uh, fallout. So uh, he has already played two and a half games, I believe, for Sevilla. And he scored one goal. In his first, uh, in his debut, uh, yesterday they played, they have won uh, 1-0. They are on, uh, I think, 10 matches winning streak so far. And uh, just on 10th February, they have beaten Barcelona in the, uh, in the domestic cup with uh, Rakitic, uh, the former Barcelona player, player scoring one of the goals. So uh, Dortmund, on the other hand, have been struggling. They uh, they drew drew two two yesterday, and uh, it was a difficult draw where Haaland scored a brilliant goal in the end of uh, by, at the end of the game. So Haaland is always a good uh, a good choice for fantasy players, uh, even though uh, I, I am not confident. Dortmund are going to be able to uh, to, to be dangerous against yeah. Uh, Sevilla. Yeah, and it's also you know like we spoke about in the last episode that Haaland is and has been a great source of points, and he could you know do great in this round. But you know, again, this isn't an easy easy game. I mean, you might be better back than someone like Ronaldo as well, who's who might have a chance of going through. So. Yeah, it's trying to get that balance, but you know, Haaland is. If any, if they score, you, you fancy Haaland to be the one who's involved at least or get the goal. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Um, and then uh, we have another interesting fixture here. Um, a couple of heavyweights, uh, both teams that have uh, you know good history and well recent history in terms of Chelsea in the Champions League, but uh, Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea. So. Yeah, Simeone's Atletico Madrid. Um, I would have really put them to, um, you know, proceed because they're just such a difficult team to play against. And Simeone has them so well drilled. They have good experience in the Champions League. They always go pretty far. Um, they're doing really well in the league at the moment. They have a game in hand against Barcelona and Real Madrid at the top of the table by about six points or so. Oh, sorry, about eight points. Um so they're doing great at the moment. Um, but Chelsea um, had been struggling. They, they got rid of Frank Lampard, a club legend. They brought in Thomas Tuchel. Um, so he seems to have turned it around a bit for Chelsea at the moment. I don't know if it's new manager bounce, but he has, he has quite a good crop of players to choose from as well and some good players that have experience in the Champions League. So what's your, uh, what's your predictions on this one? Uh, this is one of the difficult games, yes, and it's a heavyweight game, similar to PSG and Barcelona. Uh, the, the new coach, uh, Thomas Tuchel, uh, he, he's, he has done well so far. What I think is that Chelsea have delayed the sacking of Lampard for a long time. I feel that uh, Hakim Zayesh's uh, performance in, early in the league 
has masked the problems and uh, kept Lampard on the on the bench for for a longer time. So now that Tashil is here, I am not sure if it's uh, if he had enough time to play against a team such as Atletico Madrid. Diego Simeone has many weapons in his arsenal and he has many formations he can play with. It is so versatile. I have seen him play with so many formations. I cannot believe his players are able to comprehend his strategies. However, they do. And one of them was against Liverpool last year. It was a very outstanding performance by the whole team. So Atletico is one of the strongest contenders this year, in my opinion. And at home, I think I think they are going to edge Chelsea. Now, Chelsea will have a chance to come back next in the, in the return leg. But we will see how much uh, Thomas gets in uh, with his player. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think Simeone is a real tricky um, you know, the way he sets up and especially against English teams and we saw it last year at Liverpool, he can really punish these teams as well. He's, you know, you expect them to be solid but he has a lot of weapons in his arsenal like you say, going forward as well. So, yeah, immensely tricky. I, I would give him the edge with, you know, Tuchel is obviously going for a process at Chelsea at the moment but, yeah, very interesting one. So, uh, on the same day, moving on, we have um, Lazio uh, versus Bayern Munich. So, I think Bayern Munich, we know, are going to be the favourites in this one. Holders, you know, a uh, huge European heavyweight team of, of this, you know, won this competition um, previous times. Um, they're doing well in the league at the moment, um, on course for yet another Bundesliga uh, title as things are going. So, I mean, it's looking well for them at the moment. Would you, would you back them as a clear winner or do you think Lazio will at least give a good account of themselves? I do count them as the eventual winner, and it will be a, a huge surprise if they do not qualify to the quarterfinals. I, 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 I suspect or I, I predict that there is going to be a stalemate in the first round, though, at, at uh, Lazio in Rome. So because uh, Simeone Inzaghi, the coach of Lazio, he, he's been doing well against stronger teams. And uh, they have enough firepower to give uh, Byron's defence some trouble. Now, we know that Boating has is having some personal reasons and he's not uh, available for the, the defence, even though Alaba is there, uh, Suli is there. Uh, but still, with Byron in control, it is going to be uh, Lazio on the counter and they have been doing very well on the counter this season as well as last season, with Immobile as one of the contenders of to, to, to win the uh, highest goal scorer again this season in the Serie A. Yeah, definitely. He's really their um, danger man, isn't he? So, you know, might might get the odd goal, but again, you're, you're looking at Bayern Munich to um, proceed and, and bar any major shock, um, they probably will. So... Yeah, um, that's a fair point on, on that one. And then we have a uh, another Italian team here, um, Atalanta versus Real Madrid. So um, probably similar, you know, Real Madrid have won this in, in recent times a lot um, and in history as well. So, um, yeah, they're, they're doing kind of, they're ticking along in the league, the third place Real Madrid. Um, 
they're kind of level with Barca, chasing down Atletico Madrid, and then you've got Atalanta, who are, you know, kind of struggling a little bit in Syria. So I'm, I would back Real Madrid, but do you think, again, it will be plain sailing, or do you think it will be more of an interesting one? Actually, I, I believe that, <clears throat> excuse me, I believe this is going to be one of the best games in the round of 16, uh, the first one and the second legs. Uh, Atalanta are very strong and with Real Madrid's uh, old midfield, uh, I, I feel that it is going to be Zidane's end. This is my, my feeling, my personal feeling. This is going to be Zidane's sacking Griezmann. Uh, however, it all depends on how, how Gasperini, Atalanta's uh, manager, going to approach this game. Uh, I have a soft spot for both teams. Uh, and and uh, I lived in Madrid for six months and uh, my favorite player of all time after Gabriel Batistota is now playing in Atalanta who's uh, Gossens, their left back. Uh, so I feel Gossens with the absence of uh, the, the first choice and second choice right back of Real Madrid is going to be trouble. And uh, I don't think Real Madrid are going to withstand Atalanta's attack. However, on the other hand, uh, Atalanta's defense can can stop Real Madrid with a little bit of ease. So I think it is going to be a thriller with a 4-3 result either way. Uh, but I am backing Atalanta to win this one, at home at least. Okay, great. Yeah, that, that's um, you know, a good point. And especially that, that kind of key player there as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean... You're right. It could. Be, I think if Real Madrid lose this one or, or get knocked out, it will be the end for Zidane, surely. Um, and obviously, we'll have to see how they continue in the league. But um, yeah, this could be maybe like a shock. But as you've already called it here, you might not be too surprised if Atlanta um, get through. So um, yeah, it's going to be a great game, nevertheless. Um, and then our final fixture, um, Borussia Mönchengladbach, versus Man City. So, Mönchengladbach are, um, you know, they're, they're not miles behind in the Bundesliga, but they're, you know, similar place to Dortmund. They're, they're struggling a little bit. There's a few teams that have kind of overtaken them a bit this year, and, and especially in terms of form. OK, we have to take it with a pinch of salt because of the whole COVID situation. But, um, yeah, they're not really um, kind of setting the world alight in that league at the moment. Um, whereas you've got Man City in the Premier League, um, they're just flying at the moment. You know, I think it's like 16, 17 games they've won in a row. Um, they are just, you know, completely casting aside their opponents. They just look so convincing. They played Spurs yesterday. Okay, who haven't been in great form, but again, they just seem to make light work out of teams. And Pep has a great um, history in the Champions League um, with, with Barca, but... Um, and he's, you know, he's been there before and, he, you know, he's managed all these top European clubs. But, um, yeah, that Man City have never really gone all the way. But surely in this round of 16, they're going to go through, aren't they? In the round of 16, I think it's a no-brainer that Man City goes forward. Uh, Monchen, Gladbach have, have beaten Real Madrid and they have drew, drawn with Inter twice. So they are a good team when it comes to Europe. 
however, like you said, uh, domestically they are suffering a little bit with not, not so many bad results, not, but not so many good results as well. Uh, Man City, on the other hand, are doing very well and Guardiola is just throwing any formation out there and it's working out. They are winning 3-0, 4-0, whatever is needed is done. Mm-hmm. And the un- their unlikely hero, E.K. Uh, Gundogan, is just astonishing recently. Yeah. Yes, yesterday, he just scored, I believe, two goals. Yeah. And that other goal as well. Yeah, he, he's been on fire. Um, he's been the source of their goals. And it'd be interesting to see because, you know, with Pep's teams, you always, with Man City, you always get that level of roulette. He, you know, changes it up. But they have a great uh, squad. They have strength and depth. So they can fight in the Premier League and in the Champions League, I feel, this year. And they've got a nice little gap at the top of the Premier League now. So it slightly takes that pressure off where they can hopefully focus their efforts in the Champions League. But um, also they've got Kevin De Bruyne coming back from injury. So it's looking good for them at the moment. Yes. In addition to that, you need to also think about their defence. They have been doing, they have been getting so many clean sheets recently, which is not regular for uh, Pep's uh, record, recent record. So they're, they're, the players they have brought in this summer for the defence have been doing very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and great many options there as well. And the Port coming back from injury, they've got, you know, Cancelo, Stones has been doing well. They they're kind of all peaking at the right time in that in that team. So um, yeah, they're looking like a real force, and they they should go very far in this competition for sure. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, backing them as well. Um, so yeah, that that concludes the the kind of. Um, matchups then um for this round so MIQ it's been really great to chat with you and I know in the next episode we can actually you know get down to business and, and look at some of the best picks as well so we can do our kind of player picks there and you know pick out some of the, the key assets there and, and look at maybe some of the kind of outside choices as well so um yeah thanks thanks for joining us and um I'll see you next time thank you thank you Paul see you thank next you. time bye